Hey guys, I'm Eddie Villar from Columbus, Ohio. And today I'm here to leave a review for some headphones I bought just about six or seven months ago from 64 Audio. Here's what they look like. Ended up getting this bluish color to go with my glasses. <laughs> uh, but I don't normally do these types of uh, tutorials, reviews, whatever you want to call it. I'm never in front of a camera, so this is kind of new to me, but bear with me. I've always wanted to leave a review about these, but I didn't want to rush into an analysis just off of a few weeks of doing things with it. Uh, so I've given it about six or seven months to really put it to its paces and see what it can handle and what I've noticed it produces, both in... Uh, in a musical performance environment and an audio engineer environment. Um, I'm mainly leaving this review as well because I am a professional drummer and I'm also an audio engineer. Uh, I do audio engineering right now as a living. Uh, so I have two kind of perspectives on the pros and cons of these specific headphones. So uh, let's get started with it. Um, for me, I'm a drummer first and that's kind of where my heart's at. So I was very excited to see what kind of benefits I'd get from custom-molded in-ears like this. Uh, the biggest perk I noticed, obviously, was frequency response. I'm using, in particular, the A6 uh, custom in-ears, uh, where they have the Apex module. Uh, it's supposed to help you with ear fatigue uh, and things pertaining to that. And I was really excited because the first time I kind of bashed and like played aggressively hard uh, during a gig, I never had ear fatigue. Normally I could be 20, 30 minutes in if I'm in one of those modes where I'm really hitting hard. And my mix is getting louder and louder like most people's do as the gig goes on. And the next thing you know, your ears are ringing maybe just a little bit and the fatigue causes high frequency loss and it's just collateral damage from there. You start boosting the highs uh, and turning everything up, and you just can't win. Now, I will say, this has made me very, very happy. As I discovered, it does not... I'll put it this way. Ear fatigue is no longer an issue. I can play two, three hours with ridiculous volume levels and not leave with a ringing ear. Like, I had never experienced that in all the years I've been drumming. I've been using in-ears and headphones for like, I don't know, 13 years, maybe something like that. So I'm very used to what the experience is normally like, and that's all I knew of it. So when I had the opportunity to get custom-molded in-ears, I was like, yeah, let's try this. Let's figure this out, see what, what it produces. So... The biggest benefit I've noticed as a drummer is the ear fatigue part. The second most important part is the frequency response. Um, as I said, I'm an audio engineer for a living, and I do live, broadcast, studio, and a little of everything. Uh, my primary focus is running monitors on stage. So in-ears is a must, and so hence why buying headphones like this only makes sense. Um, the A6s kind of have like a, like a low to high contour shelving down towards the highs. And the benefit of it is, and most people never really kind of look at it this way, you're bu you need a byproduct according to the, the needs of your environment. Uh, so in this case, our house EQ and what our boss is used to hearing 
when he preaches at the church uh, is more of a, muffly is not the word, but a, more of a low-end emphasized uh, mix. So it's got a lot of body. Uh, the highs are just very smooth. So instead of a, a flat EQ curve or even one that tends to be brighter, like I hear in most venues I've been in, uh, it kind of goes the opposite. It helps mics not seem so harsh uh, by taking care of that at the front end, even if it's just a 2 to 4 dB slope, if that, starting in the sub-frequency range. Uh, and what I like about these headphones in particular is that that's exactly the EQ curve. So it was kind of like a no-brainer. I had recommendations from professional touring drummer friends of mine that the A6s were the way to go, especially for drums, at minimum, because obviously there's higher drivers and uh, some perks to going that route. But for us, tonality is very, very important. And since we knew our boss and our uh, and our pastor, which preaches with in-ears, was going to use something that is, you know, very isolating, we needed to ensure that tonality-wise, he's experiencing something as similar as possible to the front of house mix. So this was kind of like a no-brainer. Uh, going back to drums, though, what I love about it is that it emphasizes the low end. So once again, on stage, people aren't always so eager to boost extensive amounts of low end, especially if they're interacting with both wedges and in-ears, because the EQ can kind of be a little too much like if they're if you're needing if you're wanting a lot of 50 hertz punching on your kick drum and let's just say for whatever reason it doesn't work on the wedges and it comes across as too excessively low too much low end basically um then this kind of helps you it's almost like it's it's like a pre-eq giving you that uh tone you'd want from drums if you were given a raw source so even at home behind me is my home studio and I record drums here a lot. And my, what's beautiful about it is, while it may not be the most flat, natural response because it's accentuating the low end, um, it gives me the the slightly more exaggerated low end as if there was already EQ engaged, especially on my kick mics, floor toms, and even toms because that low bump is goes relatively high, more towards the low mids. Um, so I love it for that reason. So my kicks are already kind of larger than life, and it helps my tracking experience be more, more exciting and basically enjoyable, which is always a plus as a drummer. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things to focus on. Uh, the biggest thing, audio fidelity-wise, is that like I don't experience any driver distortion or anything like that. That's a huge game-changer for me. I've been in many studios where I work. We use Genelec speakers, pretty high-end stuff. Um, so I'm used to very clean, very transient, very fast focused speakers that are basically no joke. I mean, it's stuff that really reveals detail. And when it comes to mixing, that's obviously very important. What I love about these is that they give me a very similar vibe. I, I wouldn't say it's like experiencing literally a speaker, uh, but it's very, very close. Like it feels very organic and very open. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're just in the swallow tunnel like some universal headphones I've used. Now, don't get me wrong. I've used a lot of in-ears, uh, specifically a lot of Shure product. And I'm not even here to bash Shure because they've been a, a plus to me for many, many years. And they definitely make some, if not the best universal drivers out there. 
but that depends on your preference and the model you're using. Now, I've used all the models up other than the, the very new one, but the 215s, the 315s, the 425s, and the 535s. 535s is what I used primarily for mixing and drumming for the last two years, uh, and that was nice. Tonality-wise, they're all very different. The 215s are single driver, uh, so they're very... Um, they, they can kind of sound distorted. They're not as clean because they're trying to produce a full-range sound but can't really do it effectively, in my opinion. But you're getting the benefits at a very, very low price of isolation. I'll put it that way. There's not a lot of low-end at all, uh, so it's kind of like you may need to EQ it in, uh, but you can't go wrong for 100 bucks. Then you got the 315s. 315s are more of a, a personal favorite as far as a balanced tone. Uh, it's not that it's more than one driver, if I'm not mistaken. It's basically a tuned low driver, uh, low port frequency area. Uh, so it's just contouring it to make it sound fuller. It's kind of like what the 215s could have or should have been. So that's something to think about. The 425s, and I know this isn't a, a sure review, but I know these very well, so I'm just kind of explaining the differences between the two. The 425s, they're now dual driver. So yeah, the lows and highs become cleaner. I feel less distortion, but it becomes smiley face to me. You get the highs, you get the lows. I hate to put it this way. It just reminds me of like a Mackie speaker or even a Mackie mic pre. They tend to be super smiley face, papery highs, tubby lows. I just, from a high quality standpoint, sometimes it's just frustrating. And then 535s, which is their triple drivers, uh, once again, gets even cleaner. Uh, lower distortion. Uh, this one is a more neutral headphone other than the high, there seems to be a high mid bump. So I think what it's great for is like when I would play drums with it, there's a there's high, you can really hear like the slap of the head, the tom heads, the snare head, click uh, the beater, kick beater. Uh, it's just, you can't go wrong with it. The downside of it is because of that bump, it's accentuating the high mids. It kind of starts masking the low end that it did have when you were using the 315s. So I find that I can never be satisfied with the low end. Floor toms are just never large enough for me. Even with adding some EQ, some, something about it that I wasn't a big fan of. But still a great headphone, and I used this for a few several years. Um, yeah, so moving forward, the point is this. Even if one of those headphones happened to work tonality-wise, which they didn't, these 64 Audio, the Apex module, I'm sorry, you, it just it's a game changer. If you look at the history video of the first, first in-ear ever made, uh, the gentleman who made that, and it's on 64 Audio's website, and then designing these... Because while he changed the world with the whole in-ear monitor system, he also was kind of responsible for a lot of hearing loss around the world because uh, there's nowhere for all that pressure to go. Um, literally, all that, all that airflow is just going between your eardrum. Eardrum uh, and the speaker coming out of the in-ear, going back and forth. And over time, it only makes sense that you're going to get ear fatigue because it's it's like bombarding your eardrum with pressure that can't go anywhere but back to it. This Apex module, it's just genius. I can't explain it. I don't have a lot of experience with other custom in-ears. 
But I've seen a lot of professional artists that have transferred over to 64 Audio just because that feature alone, game changer. I mean, if these people are doing one, two-hour shows straight through with very high energy, and they got blaring kicks, snare, bass, electric guitar, and we're just talking full-out rock show, you're going to hurt your ears. It doesn't take very long before you start getting some ear fatigue. But these have really changed the game for me. Um, and kind of to sum all this up, uh, from an audio perspective, it's been great. Like I said, it's the closest thing to like a speaker driver that I've ever heard in my ears. Like it's, it's pretty shocking. And the low end response is amazing. Uh, I find that I hear the subtleties of even 50, 60 hertz on a kick drum like I've never heard before. I have heard many, many headphones, like I said, and sometimes even with a speaker, I can't hear it the way I hear it on these. Uh, and with most home studios like mine here, this isn't a very big room, and there's always problematic areas, you know, even under 80 hertz as a whole, uh, whether it be the room kind of like choking that, not developing that full freq that frequency range completely, or just kind of me having to mix in a spot that doesn't really, maybe it's like a null and it's like an empty spot, the low end doesn't really hover there, it's maybe being canceled out where I'm sitting, which in this case it happens to be, I'll tend to walk the room and uh, listen to the low end in an area that is a little fuller sounding. Obviously I'd lose maybe some high end there, but I'm there to literally listen to the low end. These headphones though, I've changed the game for me when it comes to mixing even full songs, full albums. Because, as my voice cracks, <laughs> because I hear the low end so cleanly without any room reflections that I can literally surgically cut, boost, do whatever I need to to the low end and know it's going to be crystal clean anywhere else I hear it. So I love it. The other flaw in small home studios, people that don't have accurate monitoring because of acoustics and so forth, is... People have a tendency to overmix low end, and it's a, it's exaggerated. I remember mixes I did years ago, so much low end. The master engineer was like having to teach me so many things as far as like keeping that under control and ways to effectively listen to that frequency range if your speakers and your room doesn't produce it properly. So I will say it's been a game changer for that. Dialing in vocals, uh, I'll put in the headphones just to like really nitpick where I want the high-pass filter on every single source. So that just in case my speaker doesn't produce it and I'm having an issue really detecting it, I can do that piece of cake with these headphones. So I hope this review helps people realize what a difference custom molded headphones make, especially ones like these with the technology of relieving pressure from the eardrum. It immediately hits your eardrum, comes back out. Genius 64 audio. I mean, there is nothing like that. Um, that's it, guys. Uh, I'm excited to own these. I'm excited to one day go up to the 12 or 18 driver and try those. I'd love to have a perfectly flat frequency response so that I'm literally mixing and hearing exactly how it should sound. Uh, so, guys, don't hesitate to pick up a good pair of headphones, especially 64 audio.